0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great ESPN podcast, the first draft podcast with Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates, who are keeping tabs on the latest in the NFL draft every Wednesday. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Uh, Just a quick reminder, the Webby Awards, uh, the voting ends on Thursday, April 20th. So get in where you fit in, please. Jump in there if you feel like it. Say a little something nice about this show. My bosses would like that. And this is the time of week where we have a guest join us, coming to us live from the What's Right podcast. Also, first things first on Fox Sports 1. Nick Wright, what's going on?
1: What up, Bo? Last time I saw you was doing the TV show. Now I'm seeing you doing the podcast. I'd like to see you in person at the house for some of these NBA playoffs, but I guess it's going to have to be, you know, it's going to have to be one of the Eastern Conference games because you and I are just (laughs) diametrically opposed on the West. You know you're a big Jokic guy. You know I, I, you know I happen to, you know, think a team in Los Angeles is going to win the title, and it's not the Clippers, but I'm sure we'll get into it. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. We got a lot of playoff action going, and we're, we're converging a little bit now oh. that these playoffs oh. have gone a little bit. Yeah, we're 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 moving a little bit more toward the, what you it, Right, we're gonna get there, but first the big news that is dropping. This is Wednesday morning. As we are recording, Draymond Green has been suspended for a game by the NBA for stepping on uh, Demonis Abonis' chest. Where are you on this? It was obvious. It was the only possible outcome. The (laughs) moment it happened,
1: I'm like, well, you're rejected and you're going to get suspended. And the idea that folks, that so many of our colleagues were like, well, what Draymond did was wrong, but they were both wrong. Give me, can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah. Give me a break. The idea that of all people, Draymond Green is going (laughs) to be offended by a guy doing a little, you know, call it gamesmanship and holding his ankle for a moment. We saw Draymond lay on top of DeMontis Sabonis in game one to get the Warriors a fast break. We saw Draymond in the finals last year flop his legs on top of Jalen Brown. So what, what what Sabonis did, was it legal? No. Was it dirty? What Did it risk injury? No. What Draymond did was, sports-wise, an overtly violent act. Intentional. And if there was ever going to be a tie goes to the not suspension, you know when he ruined that? When 40 feet from the commissioner, he tried to... In dare some fan to throw something at him and tried to damn near incite a riot inside the Kings Stadium. Give me a break. Give me a break. Like, and I give the NBA credit for being honest here, which is of course his history matters. Your history should matter in everything. And Draymond Bow benefits from who Draymond is in a lot of interactions. And by that, I mean this the way he reacts to calls. He doesn't get a technical that Jason Tatum would get because it's so out of character for Tatum. Refs would be like, whoa, technical. Draymond, his history has, he gets away with a lot of stuff because of his history. That's a two way street. You can't be a guy who every postseason we're talking, is he going to be suspended? I don't know. It's a close call. He got thrown out of that game and then not think that this is going to play a role. I was, I was shocked at how many people yesterday, the day before the suspension came down, were, on Tuesday, I should say, because I don't know when people are listening, had a somewhat of an issue with the ejection and were just adamant, of course he won't be suspended. I thought he obviously was going to be suspended.
0: Yeah, I, it was, I turned on the TV Uh, before we do the podcast, I see what's going on um, in the morning shows, just to see what people are talking about and what the conversation is. You know, I might've missed something, all of this, Wojbaw might pop up, all of that, right? And so I turned it on and I was floored to see that it was, as far as I could tell, unanimous amongst those panels that Draymond Green should not have been suspended. And I recognized that I knew about the stomp, but I didn't go out of my way to see it, right? Because that, that happened a little after my bedtime. Sure. I did my best, I promise. I swear yeah. I did. Um, then I saw it this morning, and I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. It's a so no-brainer. I, granted, yeah, shout out to the Sacramento Kings with the, we don't know if Sabonis is going to play next game because his chest hurts so bad. Like, they absolutely did lead into the idea that, well, if our guy misses a game, this guy should probably miss a game. But I thought it was a no-brainer. I thought the history part would certainly play into it. And something else that I saw this morning that was interesting... J.J. Redick went through this whole list of things in ways that he believes that the Kings have been trying to bait Draymond Green into doing something like this. And the irony, right? Yes. I love that. But you know what it made me think about? Something that I think is easy for us to forget is that Mike Brown was an assistant with Golden State for all those years. And I think back to that series when the Warriors in 07 beat Dallas. And we think about it from the standpoint of it was a, it was a Don Nelson revenge game as much as anything else, but it's also a Don Nelson knows these guys very well sort of thing. And I love the idea of Mike Brown going in and being like, look, what we about to do is make Draymond lose his mind. We're going to take the antagonist and we are going to antagonize him. And just you wait, he's going to do something stupid. And he did something stupid and then compounded the stupid with the a, with a, I am a real American Going to the crowd, you know what I'm saying?
1: he, He post stomp. If everything is the same, up until the stomp, and then as soon as that happens, he doesn't do any of the crowd stuff, and then at the press conference, pleads ignorance. Instead of playing the victim, he. what do you want me to do? Because I don't know if you saw the press conference afterwards. He was like, they grabbed my ankle in game one. They grabbed my ankle in game two. What do you want me to do? What I, if he would have not egged on the crowd and then at the press conference, gone to that podium and said, yeah, hey guys, I saw that. I just now saw that video. I was angry. I got suspended or thrown out of the game. I didn't think I should have. Now I see saw the video. I get why the refs thought I was trying to hurt him. The truth of the matter is, he had my ankle. I was worried I was going to lose my balance. And I was trying to, like, he, I wouldn't have believed him, but there would have been enough plausible deniability that I think he might duck the suspension. But when you play a cartoon villain and then you lean into the villainy, you can't be surprised that folks are like, guy seems like a bit of a villain to me. I, and for a guy who, Seem like wants everyone to believe that he is the smartest player in the league. He does so much objectively dumb. And listen, I believe he, not Clay, is the second most important piece of this dynasty. I believe he should have three defensive player of the year awards. I believe he is a legendary piece of a great dynasty. I also believe that. He has one or two games left as a warrior. I also believe that the biggest flaw in his game is he is at his most effective when he is playing this unhinged style of play. And when he gets there, he can't control himself anymore. Like when he is muted and in control, He's not, at this point in his career, that effective. He has to be this wild man wrecking ball defensively, but when he gets there, he's not able to throttle it back to avoid this type of moment.
0: Yeah, I thought, one, the idea his thing was, I'm not flexible enough to move my foot somewhere. This is where I had to go to get my balance. If he was off balance, he would have still fell down, right? Like, that was not, he did not put his foot down like, hey, allow me to steady myself before I prepare yes. to play more basketball. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. But, I mean, it's happened now. It's what it is. If I'm the Warriors, I'm probably mad about it also. Um, the Kings absolutely – he has the bonus in jail in game one, right? But yep. a lot of his approach to have his bonus in jail is to try to rough him up. What we have here is a good old-fashioned playoff series, right? Yep. As much as these two teams are flinging the ball around from as far as they can, it seems like at times – Inside, what we have is a good old fashioned playoff series where guys are gonna bump each other and do all this. Draymond went a step too far. Now the question is this: Are they cooked? Right? I think they're because cooked. They, I mean they've been so terrible on the road this year in a way that doesn't make any sense to me for a team that is largely anchored by veterans. But now they're coming back to home where they have been borderline unbeatable. But without Draymond, and I just don't know how much defense they're going to be able to play so, without him.
1: Listen, I picked the Kings before the series. I the, the NBA regular season is weird in this regard. Certain things to me don't matter at all. And certain things matter as much as anything possibly can. 30 road losses means you're not a good team. Not a championship level team. Flatly, there is no explanation for it. We, in modern NBA history, the worst road record of a champion was twenty-one and twenty. The Warriors were eleven and thirty, and their last two road wins came against teams that were either resting their starters or tanking. You know what I mean for playoff positioning. So that's the first thing. Second problem is this: the Warriors banked on. Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, to all improve. None of them did. Poole got more money. He We did it on the t- TV show yesterday. Put his numbers up side by side this year, last year. They're identical. He didn't get worse, but he didn't improve. Kaminga, Kerr played him four minutes in a game. Looney was in foul trouble and Draymond got kicked out of him. He's Kerr doesn't trust him. He didn't improve and Moody. They're not even playing anymore. And Wiseman, they got rid of. gave away, gave away. So how was this team? That team, in my opinion, last year, you credited him for winning the title, but I don't think they were the best team in basketball. I think Milwaukee was, but Milwaukee got hurt. The Warriors last team standing, but it's not like the team last year was this overwhelming dominant champion. They were the champion and the rings shine the same, but you weren't an overwhelming dominant champion. You didn't add any new pieces, right? You ran it back with of your core players, Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Two of them are deteriorating assets. How are you going to get back to that level? Well, your young guys are going to get better. They didn't. So I didn't believe in them. And I think that there was such an emotional toll in a positive way from the championship, the non-Durant championship. There was going to be a natural letdown. And then if there wasn't going to be, it was going to be because Draymond wouldn't allow it. And then he punched Jordan Poole in the face. And this is where management's got to own their responsibility for how this season's ending. Management said, well, what do we do? Probably got to suspend him. Oh, it's ring night. Can't do that. And you want to know why this team stinks on the road? My guess is, like, what were all the stories about the LeBron James Cavs teams, not to bring it back to LeBron, all together, Popovich Spurs, team dinners, LeBron teams playing video games, hanging out. Man, don't you think when they're on the road, the young guys are hanging out, Steph, Clay, and Draymond's hanging out. And poor Andrew Wiggins, when he was there, is like, I don't know which group to go with. Like, I'm kind of the man in the middle here. Like, that's not a cohesive unit. And I think their home success is less about their greatness and more about other teams getting shook by that arena once Steph hits a couple threes in a row and they fold. I don't think these Warriors are getting shook. I watched De'Aaron Fox score 41 points in the first half of an AAU game with my son guarding him. That kid ain't ain't been shook forever. Uh, 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 And I just don't, and I think Mike Brown deserves immense credit for everything you said and for knowing what Kerr's going to try to do and having the right answers to the test. And I think he'll prepare them for going into that game three.
0: So I think the pool thing, and all that comes with it is interesting in this context because we haven't really talked about it much this year. But this is the end for Draymond of his deal, right? Player, I option. don't think. Yep. Yes, I don't think he winds up back with the Warriors no. either, right? I don't. I think the Warriors crossing their fingers hoping he takes that player option. With he will, which he will. He's not going to do the Kyrie. Ha! <laughs> I'm coming back, right? He's not going to come back. I don't think they're going to give him the money that he wants. I don't know who is going to give him. The money that he wants, but I don't think he comes back to Golden State. But the big that is a factor. Like when we start talking about guys playing for their money, right? And you talk about whatever toll came from the fact that he punched Jordan Poole in the face. I wonder if in part, now of course the Warriors are going to defend their guy because they're going to defend their guy. But I also think that there's a level at which they have to defend their guy because if they don't defend their guy, they start blaming their guy. And if they start blaming their guy, that can very easily snowball into something else for them, for everything that they've had on top of it. I don't think they lay like Jordan pool either. Right. No, like like they like if, if them two, if them two dudes go outside and fight, they might hope they fight to the mutual death.
1: Yeah. I like, don't like, think they listen pool. I didn't understand. And again, I, maybe I sound dumb because they did win the championship, but <laughs> Jordan Poole, like to me, the Jordan Poole archetype in the NBA is an immensely valuable guy on a rookie or undervalue contract. And the moment you pay him 30 million, it's like, what did we just do? Like the <laughs> I, I've seen these players, like from best to worst, it goes like CJ McCollum to Tyler Hero to Jordan Poole to Anthony Simons the off guard who can score and give you nothing else. Like CJ is the most talented and the best leader. You know what I mean? Okay, get it. Tyler Hero, hit and miss, but at least when he catches fire, it's like, oh, and then you have the Jordan pool and then it's Anthony. Those guys are available And and you shouldn't have to pay $30 million for them. And when you add to it, that it didn't seem like everyone on the team was furious with Draymond for hitting him. Like, and it just, that team and the, also the Wiggins thing was, I said this before the playoffs started and people like, ah, Nick, you just hate the Warriors. I said the worst thing that could happen for the health of basketball would be this Warriors team winning the title. Because then how can you get anyone to ever take the regular season seriously again? A key player is just gone for two months. All of us are assholes if we ask why. We're not, there's no, no, it's none of our business under any circumstances for any reason. Okay, I'm not sure how that works, but so be it. Uh, And then comes back in for the playoffs. Draymond, on the record. I can't try in March games. You want me to try in March games? No, won't do it. If that team then is like, oh no, we do have a, a switch to flip, win the title. People are like, oh, we saw it with the Lakers in the end of Shaq Kobe. No, we didn't. That Lakers team was never a six seed. They, it might've been like, man, you could win 65 games and you won 56 games. So that's different than a team being like, Going into the final day of the regular season, we could be in
0: the play in, but we're fu- like, that's a different story. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. And spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. now let's talk about the beam though because the the, yeah. the beamers get very upset when they don't feel like you give them adequate oh, props I you obviously Bamani, where them. did the sacramento
1: kings originate from where were they oh, before sacramento
0: that's right they were in kansas city
1: and, and where's my wife from
0: sacramento oh, that's right, sacramento hold on
1: stay right there bomani hold on i gotta show you something <laughs> so people know i'm not new to this. as my wife would say i'm not new to this i'm true to this What do I have right here in my house? That is an old Sacramento Kings hat. I've been lighting that damn beam all year, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) Hey, did your wife ever get that Sacramento Kings hat? She asked that dude about where you almost got your ass whooped.
1: Okay, that that is (laughs) such a callback. That is such a hilarious callback of a story that I had forgotten until this very moment. Oh, nick saw, uh, nick nick no, saw his
0: wife and some dude having an animated conversation and didn't know why and decided to come over and make sure that everything was okay little did he know the dude just had a king's hat on and his wife was trying to find out about the hat
1: yeah and the the hold on all t- yes so it wasn't that i saw my wife just talking to some guy and i got upset i looked animated he was it was it looked like he was yelling at her and this is a and I'm not a little guy. I'm not as tall as you, but I'm a shade over six feet yeah. tall. This guy was significant. Was about your height, and probably about thirty pounds bigger than you, forty pounds bigger than me, something like that. At least. And I got very. And I came over, and I'd had a few cocktails, and I, I don't know what I did, but whatever I did, I ended up having to apologize for. The funny part, funniest part of that story, is like a month later. I, you know, I, this was right when I'd moved to New York, I was maybe on the weekends drinking a little too much, like a month later, two months later, I see him again wearing the King's hat. And it's at the same place. And once again, I've had a few cocktails and I go over to him. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember, but I just want to say, I'm sorry. I do a whole thing. And he looks so annoyed. (laughs) Like He's like, man. This is the third time you've apologized. I'd seen him three times prior, but was drunk every time and kept apologizing like it was the first time I'd seen him. Not my greatest moment. That wasn't this
0: Kings hat, though. And you know what I mean? You know, we we live and we learn.
1: We (laughs) grow old and uh, we mature.
0: Nah, but the Kings, they got mad at me because I said something on Twitter. And it was true. Look, America would look forward to Grizzlies Warriors or Lakers Warriors in a way that they would not with the Kings. Lakers Warriors
1: would be the most exciting round two series possible. Yeah, I think Grizzlies Florida.
0: Warriors would probably be the most intense, right? Sure. Um, but it's, that's no offense to the Kings. It's like, oh, you're rooting for the league and everything else. Nah, nah, nah. I do admit, though, that I said on here that I w- it, the Kings going to need to say the gun was theirs, right? Just in the name of the greater good. Just eat that charge. Take it, you know, take it, take it like, oh, man, my bad. I didn't know my weed was over there, right? Take it for everybody. But, A, they are incredibly fun to watch. Like, there's no question about that part. My concern with them has been that I think Sabonis is their best player, and I worry when your best player takes, like, 12 shots a game. But the other guy is Ace towns own, De'Aaron so, Fox, who is just like, I'm here and I'm ready. Let's go. So I love Fox.
1: I, I, you know, I think Fox their best player, but it's close. There's certainly a strong argument for Sabonis. And like I said, I picked the Kings before the series. I believe in that team. I also, the reason the Kings were not a, plot, even though they have, you know, the highest scoring offense per 100 possessions in the history of basketball, the reason they're not, in my opinion, and I think everyone's opinion, an actual championship contender is they had a bottom six defense in the league, right? And I know some people might have seen these first couple games like, oh, Mike Brown, defense, playoffs, they're playing better. Their problem defensively is they have no rim protection. You can eat them alive in the paint, which is why the Lakers are a particularly terrible matchup for them. The, the, now, they're going to be able to score, and no, there's no one on the Lakers that can stay in front of uh, De'Aaron Fox. Vanderbilt will try, but the Warriors don't have someone that is just the only guy they have that attacks the basket consistently is Steph, who does everything below the rim. The Lakers with AD and LeBron, there's just the Kings don't have the personnel, I think, to slow them down. But and so be so. I think that's a tough matchup for him. I do think it'd be an in, uh, exciting series, of course. The league, but this is where I'll give the league credit. Everybody was talking about oh man, if it gets to a game seven, Kings just like 20 years ago in a game six against the Lakers, the refs could be out to get them because the, the league wants Warriors, Lakers, or Warriors, Grizzlies. If that were to happen, the league, in my opinion really put that to bed with this
0: Draymond suspension. I had that same exact thought. that Like, if it you wasn't... Don't think, the, uh, Go ahead. Like, as cynical as people are about the NBA and their decisions and their foresight to where things go. Yeah. You know Draymond had it coming for that suspension because they did that.
1: Correct. <laughs> right? right? That like, is more counter would, they, to the
0: league's interest than anything they could have possibly done.
1: The team they want... the, the I shouldn't say they want. But the team that's best for business is down 2-0. It is a potentially suspendable offense, and the league has been able to see for 24 hours the vast majority of people who cover the league are arguing he should not be suspended. So you have, it's not like you had public pressure to do it. Mo, you know, I said he should be suspended. You think he should, be, should have been suspended. Most people disagreed with us, and they did it anyway. I think that they are, you know, to a degree, sick of his sh- And, you know, it was a long time coming. And I think the Kings, I man, the Kings could sweep them now, Bo. It's on the board. They win game three. The Warriors are packing it in just flatly. Now, if the Warriors win game three, I think we get a long series because Draymond comes back, the building's on fire for game four. But I just don't believe the Warriors have the ability To win a game in Sacramento. I don't think they can do it.
0: The thing that jumps out to me. About watching those games in Sacramento is. Sacramento Kings fans have re-entered the chat. Right? That is an arena that even pre-Chris Webber. Right? Because once they got to Sacramento. They stunk until the Webber trade. And that arena rocked before Webber got there and then it rocked now. Now, of course, they're in a new arena, but when they we get to game one and you saw that crowd in Sacramento, for me, it was like, oh, it's back, right? Yep. Like like we had lost one of the best venues in the NBA. And look, those arenas matter when you're watching on television, right? Part of why it is better when the Knicks are good is because no arena jumps like Madison Square Garden does, yep. right? Like you go to a lot of Nets games. I imagine you've been to a couple of Knicks games. It ain't the same, man. Not like some close. places just jump. And that place is one of those, like Oracle Arena jumped when they were terrible. And then when they got good, it kept jumping. And though, even though they moved all the rich people in, it still jumps. It was exhilarating watching those games in Sacramento and just watching how that team seemed to feed off of it. It will be interesting to see how it goes once they go to a different arena, because the squad is like ultimately so young. But what I like about their team in terms of roster construction is Like Fox and Sabonis are, of course, their top line guys, but they're not like top, 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 top line guys in the league. But they don't really have bottom line guys. Like everybody they play seems to be at least pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if they're worse players, Alex Lynn, that they're playing, you're in good shape. Herter's a good player. Like Herter's not getting like the white guy bump. Herter is who was good for Atlanta. He's a good player. Malik Monk is probably playing a little over his skis right now, but Malik Monk was one of the few bright spots of the Lakers last season. Yeah, you know, the you know, Trey Lyles knows exactly what he's supposed to do. And Harrison Barnes is playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder and Harrison Barnes been the same steady, solid guy. Like if Harrison Barnes, he can't be one of your two best guys. If he's your third best guy, you're okay. And if he's your fourth best guy, you're okay excellent. And so like, and so, yeah, I like their roster. I like Mike Brown and I like a team that here's the, the, the reason that I liked them so much, even though I understand when, when you hear the best offense in NBA history, it's statistically true, but practically we know that's not actually reality, but they know that Forget history. They know they were the best offense in the league this season. And I think that instills a confidence and swagger that you need when you're playing the Warriors. That when Steph, because in both of the games, the Warriors hit a fourth quarter three that I have seen make other teams crumble. In game one, Clay drove to the basket, through like a wraparound baseline pass, and Steph hit this corner three, that like went over the top of the backboard from the side and went in. It's like, oh my God. And it was to tie the game or get it within one. And in game two, Clay hit back-to-back threes to go from down six to tied post-Raymond ejection. I have seen so many teams then go on to lose that game by 14 points. It was like they were up one in the fourth. The game ended on a 17-2 to run because they folded. The Kings both times. De'Aaron Fox has dribbled up court and took a three. Like, man, we're not scared of you. I, They're a
0: fun team. I like them. I'm glad you mentioned Harrison Barnes because I, I think these playoffs have a lot of quiet beef, right? Yeah. And like little things that we don't think about so much. But like, for example, Harrison Barnes, you won 73 games with me and you just told me I wasn't good enough and told me to kick rocks. Yeah. Like that is, that is present in this series. If we get Lakers... um, Kings in the next series. Let me tell you some quiet beef you may not be up on. Austin Reeves, Malik Monk got high school oh. rivalry action. Oh, Austin really? Reeves squad put Malik Monk squad out to Arkansas State playoffs. I learned from the I week. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, the Austin Reeves thing is really interesting to me because, I mean, of course, I mean, we know what time it is on a level, right? Yep. But on the other level, A, he's actually good he's and a good B. Player he don't see himself as no character from Hoosiers. No. You know what I'm saying? He definitely sees himself as what you about to do with me. And he plays like what you about to do with me. And he came up big yeah, at the no, end of game He's one. a good
1: player, man. Like the the Lakers have had each of their last two guys since LeBron's been there, that if you don't watch the team you think is probably just getting, oh, they're on the Lakers and they're a white guy. People are pretending they're good when they're not. Those guys were both good. Alex Crusoe is a really good player. And Austin Reeves is a really good player, just flatly. And they, both guys, for different reasons, fit great with LeBron. And the reason this Lakers team is so dangerous is because right now you have, like, I think LeBron can only hit the nitrous so many times, you know, and I think he knows it. And so like if you back in 2018, five years ago, his last year with the Cavs. He had almost unlimited nitrous left in the tank and he needed it in every playoff game and hit it in every playoff game, except for oddly enough, the one you and I went to together in Boston, which was yes. his only bad playoff game of the series or the of the whole postseason, now I think he knows I can only get there so many times, which is why every win they get with him staying in third gear adds to their championship possibilities exponentially. So game one was massive. LeBron was coasting the entire game. Now, I don't know when people hear or see this, we're doing Wednesday morning, if Ja doesn't play tonight and the Lakers take control and it's like, Oh wait, LeBron might be able to get through all of round one without ever really having to hit. Like now you've really got, now you compare that to the Phoenix Suns, who have played two playoff games and Kevin Durant has played 90 minutes in those two playoff games, 88 minutes to be exact. That to me is not, and I like Monty Williams a lot, and he's probably just doing what he feels like he has to because the bench doesn't exist. That's not a recipe for two months. You can't do it. Katie, you can't play 44 minutes a night, and so I really do believe this is shaping up perfectly for the Lakers because Memphis, with their bigs out, was already a bad matchup, and Ja, with smashed fingers, I think they're cooked. Round two, the Kings... I think they will have a massive emotional letdown from beating the Warriors, and it's a bad matchup. Compare that to the Suns, who are going to be in a battle. I don't know if it's going to go more than six games, but a battle with the Clippers. I think they'll win it and then immediately have to deal with the Nuggets, who will be rested, got to play at altitude. That'll be a long series. Whoever comes out of that is going to be worn the hell down with what I think will be a pretty fresh Lakers team waiting for them.
0: Let me tell you this, you are making an assumption about the Phoenix Suns that I am not willing to make. You don't you think sure the Clippers could beat them? Series. I do. I do. I did not think it until game 1. And even last night's game. Let's like let's think about what it took for Phoenix to win that game. One, 45 minutes from Booker, 44 minutes from Kevin Durant. Yeah. Two, incredible games from the both of them. Plus an over his head for this point of his career Chris, Chris Paul ball game. Chris Paul. Plus yeah. a pretty damn good DeAndre Ayton game. And Tory Craig makes six and nine from the floor and five of eight from three. That to me is not sustainable to be done. On the other side, we have, other than LeBron James, the best postseason player of his time. We don't think about Kawhi Leonard in those terms, right. but I talked about this on the podcast on Monday. If you were to explain why it is that Kawhi Leonard is not as good as Kevin Durant or has not been as good as Kevin Durant, it's a lot harder to answer than you would think. Well, like the, the answer is injuries. That's, that's it. The, the old, yeah. But even then, Kevin Durant's got the 2014 season. He's got sure. the 2021 season. But you, we don't think of Kawhi in that way, but especially in the playoffs. 17, 19, and what he was doing in 21 are three of the best postseasons that any of us have ever From seen. From
1: 17 to now, Bo, He's 30 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists on crazy efficient shooting in 61 playoff games. I mean that's he's he's been spectacular. Yeah.
0: He, he has he, evolved into a 50-40-90 player. He's yeah. just not the sort of guy that we think about as being that's that. Right. So if they can manage to beat the Suns, who let us not forget definitely went about the business of beating themselves last year, and all the components that led to them yep. beating themselves last year personality-wise are still there, right? Clippers also, I believe, have somewhere between a better coach and a much better coach, which is not an insult to Monty Williams nearly as much as it is. Credit for Ty Lue. Um, The problem, of course, for those Clippers is they're going to go as Russell Westbrook goes. And again, it is kind of ironic. He balled out last night and they didn't win. Well, so that's why
1: I don't have faith in them. That was as good, as efficient as a Russ game as you're ever going to get. And the Suns ended up pulling away at the end that, you know what I mean? That's why, that's why, you know, it was very interesting. I was watching inside the NBA and Charles sometimes says things that are just like, I mean, Charles is the best in the business. I'm not taking a shot, but sometimes he says things that are just like objectively wrong and everybody laughs at him or whatever. He made the argument that the Clippers obviously should have lost game 82 Even if it risked dropping to the play in to avoid the Suns. And Ernie treated it like it was a ridiculous statement that no one possibly would agree with. And I 1000% agree with Charles for this reason it's not about ducking the Suns, it's about delaying playing the Suns until Paul George is back. If you know, Your second best guy is coming back, but won't be there for round one. The last team you want to play in round one is the team with two deadly wings that you got to defend. Like, and so I do think the Clippers, if fully healthy, if Paul George were there could win this series because he's not, I don't think they have quite enough firepower, but I also think that they are it's gonna be a lot of body blows on Phoenix. And then either, but either way, if they do win this series, Bo, the Clippers that is, and they get Paul George back, I mean, obviously they can't move past that round because they play the best player in the league. Your guy, Nikola
0: <laughs> Jokic. Okay. Now that will be a very interesting series. Cause one thing I said going into this, and this is not great for the NBA, but this, this is what makes it tricky. The number to the left of the team name is not necessarily predictive of what's going to happen in the postseason. And that's kind of a philosophical underpinning of this postseason tournament is that if you're the one seed, you're the best team, right? If you're the eighth, you're the eighth. And the regular season have been so much of guys popping in and out, so much injury and everything else that it's not really predictive in that way. Um, Where I think it would get tricky for the Clippers if they did wind up getting in a series against um, Denver. All right, look. That's the one. He'll he'll destroy Zubats. That just, I
1: agree with. Yeah, he'll that just
0: he'll, he'll just absolutely. If they don't win that series, it ain't gonna be because of him. Because he's gonna flat out destroy. I also Zubats. think, by the way, he would do. He would destroy
1: Aiden. Like yes. I, you know the again. I don't. I, I and I always the fact that I always have to remind people of this. Is probably means I have not done a great... It's probably my... If I, if everybody misunderstands my opinion on something, that's probably more about me than about everybody. So I always have to remind people, I do not think Nikola Jokic is not a good player. I, I recognize he's a great player. You're my, fighting the hyperbole. Right, I'm fighting the hyperbole. But I do look at their potential round two matchup against either Phoenix or the Clippers and I'm like, oh, boy, could Jokic average a 30-point triple-double in that series? Yeah, against either of those teams. Does he have to average that for them to beat either of those teams? I think yes as well. You know, well, Because I think both those teams, if, the, if Paul George were to be back or Phoenix as is, are going to be able to score on Denver. And so Jokic is going to have to do a lot, a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where the issue is going to come up. Like To me, the problem is Michael Porter Jr. has to guard somebody. And I don't know who in the world that somebody is that he is going to have to guard. But there's a good chance it's going to be Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George or a Kevin Durant. And that I don't see how he's going to be able to pull off. The thing I think that no team is going to be more assisted by home court advantage if it comes to it than if Denver plays Phoenix with Phoenix playing seven dudes basically and 100%. they got to run this at altitude. Like that's that to me is where I feel like Phoenix would probably have their toughest go. But if the Clippers get Paul George back, if they hang around long enough to keep Paul George, I think they win the West. Wow! Win the West. I think they win the West. Wow. If look man they lost that game on Tuesday night, but Kawhi Litter still put up thirty-one, eight, seven and three. Steals. No, Kawhi was and
1: Kawhi was great. I, <laughs> I can we because I know we don't have a ton of time left. Can we just do you agree with me at at the very least of this? It is more than on the board. It is a realistic possibility that the Lakers are in the finals.
0: It is not unrealistic. Okay, thank you. I will say that. Well, I mean, look, somebody's got to win this. Like the thing I've always said about the West at this point is I can't dismiss anybody because I can't emphatically lean toward anybody. And so to me for the Lakers, the trick bag is you need two straight healthy months from both of those dudes. And I think that's a lot to ask of Anthony Davis at any point in his life, LeBron James, At this point, I want to be clear because the way people feel about the way you talk about Yogi is how they feel the way I talk about LeBron this is so incredible on its face. Just the mere idea that Anthony Davis is getting rebounds in the playoffs and throwing outlet passes to year 20 LeBron James at the coach's box line on the other side of the floor. Like, we're still here. He's still pinning people's shots to the backboard in a game where he didn't play especially well, right? Like, it's still incredible what he can pull off. But if Anthony Davis keeps playing like one of the five best players in the NBA, which when he was on the floor is what he played like. Yep. Yep. Oh, baby, we got a problem. Like, part of what the Memphis problem would be, even with a healthy John Moran, is Anthony Davis as rim protector. He doesn't have to be big man. Like, I'm watching that Cleveland-New York series, right? And the problem that Cleveland has is, after this season, they're going to have to look at Jared Allen and, Aaron Mo- and Eric and um, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Yeah, and decide which one of them has got to go. Because they got tall man times, too. One of them's got to be big. It'll, right? And
1: it'll be Jared. They'll, yes. Mobley's their guy. No
0: question. No question. But Anthony Davis is tall man, right? He's not big man. He could protect the rim, but he's not like a post anchor. You're not worried about him like roughing you up. But John Morant and all that crazy flying that he does, Anthony Davis is just going to go straight verticality on you and you're going to get caught right. up in his chest. Which None is, is why
1: De'Aaron Fox is impacting round two will be mitigated to a degree. And if they play Denver in the conference finals, that LeBron is going to pull out the Steph Curry pick-and-roll playbook and just do it to Joker Uh, time after time after time. And it's not that Joker is such a horrific defender that that's what will decide it. It is that the Nuggets need Joker to be A-plus offensively, and by the third round of the playoffs, if LeBron is making you exhaust yourself on defense by getting you into every action, can you be a plus defensively? I don't think so. But I do know this, Bo. I don't know if you saw that latest Athletic survey, players. It just came out. Greatest player of all time it was 58 Jordan, 33 Bron, six percent Kobe because you know yeah. people believe in Santa Claus um but rest in peace the listen legend no doubt about it give me a peace. break give me a break um people are like oh nick what do you think of that i'll tell you what i think of it did that survey four years ago it wasn't 58 to 33 it was 79 to 11 problem for all these jordan is <laughs> that How we he get stopped here? running the race and LeBron out here is still still setting personal bests. And so if the Lakers make the – if LeBron in the same year he breaks Kareem's record, wins a championship, much less a finals MVP, ooh, boy.
0: Hold up. Oh boy. I'm going to th- throw something back at you on that yeah. because I do think that you raise an interesting point that I think will make for good arguments for you to have. Sure. Let's say through something, right? It turns out that Sabonis has a hairline fracture in his chest, or something like that, and the Warriors come back from down 0-2, and they beat the Kings.
1: And then they beat the Lakers.
0: And then they beat the Lakers. Yeah. What do we do then?
1: What do you mean? What do we do
0: then? I mean, what do we do? I mean, what do we do in the sense that everything that Steph has done, right, all that he's pulled off. This has all been on LeBron's watch. See, this Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not the best version of LeBron, let's be clear. The best version of LeBron for, was 2009 to 2013. Like, that's the epitomized LeBron James. Those Miami years were the best. But if Steph wins four championships and his teams are so four Steph's and one...
1: Oh, so you're saying not that they win the title this year, just that they knock LeBron out?
0: Yes, yes. Okay. In the, in the LeBron... Steph career discussion because I think the LeBron's the better player. Yeah. But when you start stacking up the resumes, the Steph resume, like those crazy Warriors fans who never watched basketball and then started watching the Warriors when they got good, they become a lot harder to argue against.
1: Yeah, and that's why, listen, you're right. A winning record in the playoffs, having only beat them once, it's why Isaiah Thomas is a better player than Michael Jordan. Give me a break. I'm not having this discussion. I'm not. I'm not entertaining <laughs> this. <laughs> utter nonsense. You're talking about I, I, Steph I, I, versus LeBron. I like Steph. I'm pro just, Steph. Just, I'm not even entertaining it. And you know, just start getting confident. Prepared. No one else is entertaining it either. LeBron. That's why he showed up to Draymond's wedding and took a picture with him and they all put up the four fingers because LeBron knows, man, this ain't no story no more. Y'all tried to make this a story and then I blocked Steph's shot and mean-mugged him and came back from 3-1 down with the greatest three-game stretch in NBA history and then I went to LA to make movies and won another goddamn title despite having zero home games and then I led the league in assists. Then I had a 30-point per-game average in year 19 and then I in year 20, Average damn near 30 again. Give me a break. I like Steph, but give me a break. Steph needs to leap past Dream and Kobe and Bird before he can even get into the the ground we're talking about.
0: Oh, uh, he's past Kobe.
1: See, what's you're a little lower on Kobe than me. I, the so you have do you, you said he's been you have Bird ahead of Kobe because I yes. don't. Wow.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. I, that's a, I'm, I I'm. I. think we have done Larry Bird a great disservice. Well, I, to be clear, it's not like
1: I, I have Kobe one spot ahead of him. Like, yes. you know what I mean? I'm not, but the, he, this is where, and this is where I think you and I differ on how we do some of these rankings. I think I probably value longevity considerably yes. more than you do. You're yes. like, listen, Bird's first nine years in the league. He was first, second, or third in MVP voting nine times. Yeah, <laughs> nine years <laughs> for nine years in the league. He was first team All NBA all nine years, and he was first, second, or third MVP voting all nine times. The problem for him is they didn't screw over.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. It's
1: half as long as Kobe's,
0: yeah, which matters. It's pre jackhammer versus post jackhammer. It's also, and this is a tricky part in evaluating Larry Bird and his immediate impact. He was 23 when he hit the league, like versus Magic Johnson, who was 20. So he jumps in the league. They improve by almost like 30 games. As soon as he gets there, they win a championship in year two. And then from year four to year seven, they make the finals every year. Um, And then after 88 comes the jackhammer. And nothing was the same after. And for those who don't know, Larry Bird threw his back out. Jackhammer and something at his house in Indiana was never the same ever again it was not a basketball injury that did Larry Bird in it was being everything that white people loved about Larry Bird that did him in DIY repair at his own home (laughs) that 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 is what did him in but see for me with Steph it's I am reevaluating Steph in real time in a way that I reevaluated Dirk Nowitzki after the fact and had to realize wow Dirk was out there really by himself for basically his whole career they threw a few pieces around him but what he did from say 05 to like 07, even though they lost in the first round, there's malpractice on Mark Cuban's part, and that Dirk yep. was Dirk had an argument for being the best player in the league in that stretch, yep. but our minds could not grasp the idea of it. We can do it don't,
1: now. Go ahead, sorry, just real quick on Dirk. I know you're going to step. I mean he's the sixth all-time leading scorer. Sixth. Yep. Like nobody, yep. the the it's the people who have scored more points than Dirk are LeBron, Kareem, Carl Malone. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and that's
0: the list. Like, yes. hey, and the, Go ahead. And there would never been a player like him before. Like, We have to really keep that in mind, that he was truly one of one. Yep. It seemed like another crazy Don Nelson experiment that actually worked out. Yep. But with Steph, when you go back and look at that 2015 team, if we're going to be honest, it's Steph and a team full of dudes with two guys who are going to make the Hall of Fame because they played with Steph Curry. Like, this is, this is what that was. And so when we got that last championship, that 22 championship, which was a Steph Curry jump on my back, boys, we yep. gonna make this happen, it made me go back and realize just how much of what they done was jump on my back, boys, let's go and make this happen. Which, for what it's worth, Kobe Bryant never had to do for a team in its entire team. When you got Gasol, Biden, and Odom, it was not jump on my back, boys, Kobe just liked it that way, Right. Curry I think has had to be a centerpiece of champions in a way that Kobe through no fault of his own really just didn't have to be.
1: The I agree with all of that, all of it. Though however, and Kobe through NBA history his offense and clutch stuff gets overrated. I did this on the podcast yesterday, amazingly, Kobe and LeBron have taken in their careers the exact same number of shots. 44 is the number. Final minute playoff games, tire take the lead. Kobe, Jordan 2.0, Mr. Clutch, 12 of 44 on those shots. LeBron, 21 of 44 on those shots. You can show that to people and they will say, I don't believe you. That is not, and you you want to take it down, expand it to six minutes in the fourth quarter of playoff games, it's still Kobe inefficient, LeBron second most efficient. By And you want to take it to um, the final five seconds. Kobe and LeBron, oddly, both took 18 of those shots. Tyre take the lead in the playoffs. Kobe, four of 18. LeBron, seven of 18. So I think that part of Kobe's legend gets overstated. What has to be brought up when we're talking about him versus Steph is, He was, for a decade at least, a destructive, in a good way, defensive force in a way that Steph never could be. And that was – you know what I mean? Now, it's also what's got to be brought up is something that never happened to Duncan and I don't think could ever happen to Steph, which is you go three years of your prime – without winning a round of the playoffs one year with missing the playoffs. Now, Steph did miss the playoffs in back-to-back years in his prime, but one of those years, he was out the whole year with an injury. And the second of those years, it's not his fault. He ran up against the GOAT in the play-in, and he dotted his eye with that three-pointer when LeBron was only seen with one eye. That was unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, listen, I love Steph. I, I, and I, I have – I do wonder, because he's 35. The weird thing about the Steph LeBron thing is LeBron feels like he's seven years older and he's three years older. Yep. LeBron's 38, Steph is 35. I wonder if he can play another how long? Like, he'll I agree. always be able to give you just his existence will make an offense good because you can play four on four if you want, because you can b- drag someone 35 feet from the basket. So I don't know, but. They're also gonna lose to the Kings. So
0: I did this. I'm probably expecting Steph to play for 40 years. Cause every time I ask, huh, I wonder if Steph can dot dot dot. He's like, oh word, watch. Go see. Yeah. Go see. Go see Pretty every single every nobody spits in my eye more than Steph Curry. And why does he spit on my eye? Because I keep looking at him like this. That's why I just yeah. keep giving him all this eye. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, cool. I can make that. Like it's a 30 footer. Watch this. But no, these are these are great playoffs. Like, they're great enough that we didn't even get a chance to really get over there to the East. But to be fair, the East isn't actually going to get interesting outside of Cleveland, New York. Until, until round two, and it's well, not- Hold on, to- Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Miami. I was just about to say, it's not, to me, possible
1: to really talk about the East until we know how hurt Giannis is. Giannis, as of this recording, is doubtful. Doubtful means you're not playing. Yeah. So if he's not healthy enough to be questionable for what is not a must win but a really really would like to win, don't want to go down O2 at home, then it's less about is Miami going to beat Milwaukee, which by the way, if Giannis is hurt, obviously they can. And more but more about is Milwaukee like if Giannis is not 100% for the latter half of these playoffs, Milwaukee's got no shot. Milwaukee's not a great team. They just have an all-time legendary player. Um, On that note, if I may, just because you know I love rankings, if the world stopped today, who would you have higher, Durant or Giannis?
0: Whew! This brings me to the Durant-Kawhi Leonard discussion that I was bringing up. All right. Two all ref- three. Yeah, my reflex is to say Durant. Right? And I think it's in part because we anticipated that Durant would become an all-time great player, and then he became an all-time great player. And it's harder for these guys, Steph is another guy like this for me, that if they come from outside, it could be harder to like really yep. come to terms with exactly what they are. However, Giannis is the best defensive player in the NBA. There has been for a significant stretch. And not as like, oh, wow, to watch offensively as Kevin Durant, but similarly unstoppable. Yep. Right? Um. He has carried a team to a championship in a way that Kevin Durant, through no fault of his own, has not. He's the two-time MVP, which Kevin Durant is not, again, the all-defense stuff, which Kevin Durant does not have. My reflex is still to say Durant. However, I don't have the greatest arguments for it. So the the arguments
1: are just body of work.
0: I think it's it's body of work. Well, peak. The other thing about Durant that's interesting is that peak Durant happened around the same time as peak LeBron. And so we missed it. Like 2013, Kevin Durant was as good as that 14 Kevin Durant was. And then he got hurt. And we never quite saw that version of the player again, but it happened in in 2013. LeBron is peak LeBron. That's the best version of LeBron that we had ever seen. So I still probably lean toward Durant, but What Giannis has done up there, look, Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook, and they could not figure out how to win a championship with that roster. Yep. Giannis won a championship with his second-best player being Chris
1: Middleton. 100%. And did it by seemingly blowing out his knee, missing a game and a half. Yes. And then after one, like, let me get it together game in the finals, averaged 40 in the finals the rest of the way. I think if the by my own question, if the world stopped today, Durant's at the top. I don't think he lasts ahead. I don't think he's ahead of Giannis for another 18 months. I, the, you know, I, the Bucks might win the title this year. The Giannis is going to get another top three MVP finish. Durant's done with that part of his career and Giannis is durable. And I believe will be durable for the next half decade in a way that Durant, what is an unbelievable fact is this. Kevin Durant, from post his last title, so 2018 playoffs, since then, Kevin Durant has played 11 11 minutes of basketball after round two of the playoffs. 2019, missed the conference finals, played 11 minutes in the playoff game, blew his Achilles. 2020, missed the season. 2021, they lose to Giannis. In round two, 2022, they get swept by Tatum, and then we're in this year. That's the other weird legacy thing for Durant that's funny. So who's the best forward of the era? LeBron James, no doubt about it. Who's the next best, guys? Well, it's it's Giannis, it's Durant, it's Kawhi. And all right, what about that era that's coming up after? Well, Tatum's probably the head of that class. If in three straight postseasons he were to lose to Giannis, lose to Tatum, lose to Kawhi, That's not great. You know what I mean? It's not it's mm-hmm. not a great as I put on the TV show. It it's not disqualifying, it's not a legacy killer or anything like that, but it it is an odd section of the basketball reference page. It's like, "Oh, that's that's something. It's not nothing, it's something."
0: Nah, it's uh... Man, I enjoy the NBA and I always enjoy talking to my man, Nick Wright. Check him out. The What's Right podcast. Also, check him out. Fox Sports 1, First Things First, which, man, you know, I watch you guys and I've watched as you made the changes since you moved to the new time and the new studio. Y'all got something good going there, man. I'm happy for you.
1: Thank you. The show is, you know, I, I will say this I have always loved doing the show and I have always tried, you know, a, a, giving it my full attention and dedication. The show has not always been excellent. The show I feel right now is excellent. And I think Broussard and Wilds are exceptional.
0: And uh, I'm really proud of the show we're doing. So now, I appreciate you being able to say that yeah. too. Because sometimes it ain't excellent. You know no, what I mean? You know, sometimes it's, it's just not. Sometimes it's not.
1: And, you know, it's a shame. Our show's from 3 to 4.30 Eastern. The la- The last half hour of our show goes up against on your guys network a show that I think is excellent. I think it's, uh, NFL Live I think is excellent. Uh and so I wish almost you know we didn't cross over like that. Um but yeah, I'm proud of the show we're doing. We have we have a lot of fun and I think it's smart, you know, despite wilds no i'm
0: kidding i love wilds <laughs> right. thanks paul nah no problem man and ladies and gentlemen thanks so much for joining us here on the right time thanks for watching us on youtube remember vote for us for the webbies voting ends april 20th thursday april 20th so go check that out uh we do this three times a week Adi Khan, parker owens and dan stansing handling everything behind the scenes thank you gentlemen remember follow the right time rate us review us give us five stars you only give us four stars i'm inclined to believe you are a hater and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days take it easy